Well, well, Darren, let's get right into it. Uh, so let's talk about, I mean, first of all, let me introduce you before we jump right into it. Uh, Darren Heitner is the head of Heitner Legal in Florida. Darren has represented a wide range of sports industry clients, particularly in the field of intellectual property, but in other fields as well. Our focus is on name, image, and likeness, of course, in this discussion. And Darren played an instrumental role in Florida adopting an NIL statute, one that goes into effect in July. So Darren, we, we've heard from members of Congress and we'll hear more later. Do you trust that Congress is going to come up with a solution that's better than what you and your colleagues came up with in Florida? Do you trust that the NCAA is gonna do that? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, this is a great symposium that Sportico's put together. and. What I thought was very interesting was earlier listening to Senator Wicker indicating that he truly believes Congress will do something, perhaps even during this lame duck session. He doesn't know what it will be, but he thinks something will happen. And to answer your question, whether or not I trust that Congress or the NCA will do something that is better than Florida, I have my doubts. Uh, first of all, Congress, from my understanding, has really three proposals on the deck currently. You have U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, who introduced a bill called the Fairness in Collegiate Athletics Act back in June, really in close proximity to Governor Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida, signing his name onto the bill that we had passed. And my concern with Senator Rubio's piece of legislation is really it's the most NCAA-friendly option. Uh, it would require college athletes to actually submit deals to the NCAA for review and then talks about giving uh, the NCA leniency with regard to litigation concerning publicity rights, something that has been discussed before, that antitrust exemption, which we're very cautious about. The other proposal, the second one that I, that I know about is Senator Booker, uh, even Senator Vice President-elect Kamala Harris has proposed a College Athletes Bill of Rights, and the concern there is that it may just go too far in reach. And so it's unlikely that something like that actually passes Congress before July 1, 2021, when we become effective in the state of Florida. Um, and we have not yet seen any legislation as far as I know. I'll, all we've seen is really a proposal in bullet points. And then finally, what I would say is the best piece of legislation is the most recent proposal. Uh, and that's, that's actually bipartisan, something that Senator Wicker addressed earlier, that he thinks it'll have to be a bipartisan act that passes Congress. And that was proposed by representatives Anthony Gonzalez and Emmanuel Cleaver. And I think what's really interesting about that legislation is it goes in, in the most depth with, with regard to industries that are off limits, like tobacco companies, alcohol companies, gambling companies, um, and adult entertainment related companies. And then also talks about creating this separate committee, separate and apart from the NCAA, a 13 member committee that would also expand upon those industries that may be off limits and add additional guidance. I think that's the best proposal of all the federal options I've seen. With regard to the NCAA, we really just don't know. We've seen the report of recommendations. I think that there are a lot of issues such as potentially limiting players from entering into apparel and shoe deals, talking about guardrails that are not yet specified, um, issues with the NCAA governing agents, which I know has been briefly discussed already today. So I don't have faith in the NCA adopting anything that will cause a state like Florida to back down. But what would be interesting is if Congress acts and tries to preempt what we've done in Florida and in the four other states that have thus far passed legislation. 
Darren, let's play it out. Let's say Congress tries but fails in passing legislation. You mentioned the the complexity of adding other things to it that could be politically detrimental in terms of getting bipartisan support. And let's say the NCAA, as you said, we don't know exactly what they're going to come up with. Let's say they come up with something in January where there's a lot of daylight between what they come up with and what Florida has and what California has and other states. So what happens in July? Is it Florida law differs from the NCAA's own rules? And could Florida schools have a recruiting advantage over those in other states? Yeah, it's tough to say. Uh, you know, I know in speaking with Representative Lamarca, who actually sponsored, drafted the legislation in the state, uh, and speaking with other individuals in Tallahassee who were involved in this effort, you know, we believe in a free market economy in the state of Florida. And so, you know, we're concerned about heavy restrictions that may be put in place by the NCA. Again, we may be helpless if, in fact, Congress passes legislation. Uh, it goes into law and we are preempted. But the NCA does not have that preemption right over us in the state of Florida. And as of right now, we are the only state that will be effective July 1, 2021. California, Colorado being 2023, New Jersey being 2025. Nebraska, interestingly, any school as of right now could allow college athletes to start commercializing their publicity rights, but none has acted. And if none do, then 2023 is the default. So really, the state of Florida is in a very interesting position where the NCAA could amend its rules, but Florida still goes forward with the effective date of July 1, 2021. In the meantime, is there a recruiting advantage? I would be naive to say no. It was certainly not our intention in proposing and passing this legislation to provide an advantage to, to college athletes or to the universities in the state of Florida. We were looking at it altruistically. We thought that these are rights that these athletes deserve, just as their colleagues do on campuses. But I don't necessarily think it's the University of Florida or Florida State University that has this temporary advantage. I think they were competing on the national landscape as is. My wonder is, does this give a little bit of a boost to a University of Central Florida or a University of South Florida that's a, a little bit below uh, the other schools that I mentioned? And that's a possibility, but it may be temporary, especially if the NCAA takes action or uh, if there's federal action. And then don't discount the possibility of 20 plus other states currently considering similar legislation. And some of them may change their proposals to mirror that of Florida and be effective July 1, 2021. Does that play into the NCAA's likely argument that there's a patchwork problem, right? That Florida has one set of laws, California has another, Massachusetts has that, New York. I mean, th 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 that was an issue. It was, it was a powerful argument for the NCAA, of course, in the, leg in the case, the Miller case against the state of Nevada, where in response to the UNLV basketball scandal, Nevada adopted procedural uh, requ requirements that the NCAA felt and, and were against NCAA rules in terms of having an impartial person review disciplinary matters. The NCAA went to court and won. Could you see that happening here where you, you have the patchwork issue? You know, I think that argument is dissipating with time. Uh, you know, when we passed our legislation in the state of Florida, you had California and Colorado that had passed their own legislation. 
And I don't necessarily understand the justification for waiting until 2023 to make it effective. I would implore those states to actually amend it and make it 2021. I think a window is proper, but such a large window cannot be justified. There's no foundation for it. I think what's interesting is then since we passed our legislation and had it signed into law, you have had Nebraska and New Jersey uh, enact their own or pass their own pieces of legislation and have their respective governors sign them into law. And as I mentioned, 20 plus states considering as sessions start up. And I know in our state of Florida, the session goes from January through the end of March as sessions start up in other states. And let's say, for instance, 20 plus states do pass legislation. Even if there are nuances between the bills state by state, I think it makes the NCA's argument much tougher to prevail. Um, so I, I, I understand that the NCA could take legal action and could take legal action against the state of Florida. I think what's really interesting throughout this entire process that I've been a part of is that not once has any, anyone from the NCA reached out to us. When we were drafting, developing the legislation, we looked to others. We talked to many athletic directors. We talked to different stakeholders, people who have been involved in the state of California's efforts to try to craft what was the best piece of legislation and understand what the issues at present were. And yet we never heard anything from the NCA and we've never even received a threat. So there's a lot of discussion about dormant commerce clause and other potential legal causes of action that the NCA could bring. But there hasn't been any th credible threat that's been made to us in the state thus far, at least none that I'm aware of. Darren, there are a lot of law students watching this forum. What do you tell them? Do you, you, you've represented NBA players, NFL players in various intellectual property issues. Do you think a, a new marketplace, let's just, let's just assume NIL arrives and it withstands legal scrutiny and athletes are able to sign endorsement deals, sponsor camps, do autograph shows, all of that. Do you see a, a new opportunity for attorneys to uh, enter sports law in a way that isn't currently available? Absolutely. There are many people who have spoken thus far today who I've had conversations with and we all agree that something like this is going to create an enormous amount of opportunity. And it's not just opportunity for the athletes, which is the primary concern. Um, there's also been a lot of talk earlier today about equality among those athletes. What we care about is equality of opportunity, first and foremost. And believe me, even in the non-revenue sports, those athletes will have opportunity. Will not make as much as the quarterback at Clemson, but will have opportunity. But certainly for, for law students, this is going to be an area where you could absolutely break through. Uh, in the state of Florida, we are allowing agents who are licensed in the state, as well as lawyers who are licensed to practice law and are in good standing to work with these athletes, both on the procurement of opportunities, but also importantly, in the negotiation with regard to reviewing contracts, providing doing diligence, any sort of advisory capacity. So yes, uh, succinctly, great opportunity, not only for the athletes, but also for law students who may be interested in this space. All right, you know what it means when I show up.